0: Fade you, yeah, 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 na, 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 This is fade you. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Fade, you. fade What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome now. to the Fade You podcast, episode 195, recording on Tuesday, February 28th. Last day of February, everybody knows what that means. We'll get to it shortly. Fade You Podcast is the sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degen or you're just looking for a little action, we are glad you're here checking out our show. Whether you've been with us for a while, whether you're brand new, we're happy to have you and thank you for your support. My name is Matthew James. Got my dad, Chris Duke, here with me. Chris, I haven't seen you in several weekends. You haven't been on the pod since you lost your ass betting the under in the Super Bowl, how's it hanging, Dad?
0: Pretty good, man. Nice little trip to Adam's neck of the woods, the East Coast, to see my brother. So weird time change, three hours forward, three hours back. But it's good to be back where the games start, nice and early, around 3.30, 4 o'clock. Oh, <it's> the best.
2: <laughs> I, I got it, make... Chris, I- I'm warming up to that a tiny bit. like. <laughs> I can't stay up that late these days. It, it, it's, it gets harder and harder to make it through the West coast games that, and my day starts so early. I, I'm, I'm, cause I remember like, I was so against that. And I feel like we had this argument, maybe even on yeah. the show. And I was just yeah. like, I can't do the early starts. I guess there's times of the year, right? Like I, I don't love it for March madness for March madness. I prefer to have the game start later, go later, just like, you know we we were out in vegas and it's like it's 10 we're still like you know ready to hang out and there's no games but i I think i'm i think i'm starting to come around on just a day-to-day basis with you guys like get all this stuff done by 10 o'clock get in bed it's it's warming up to it
0: it was so crazy because obviously the average better isn't looking at uh, nevada fresno state but obviously i was and i'm like Holy shit, that game doesn't start till 11. I was in bed next to my wife at like 1 a.m., looking like, come on, cover, motherfuckers, cover. I'm
1: like, how how do people do this? (laughs) Well, it's like Chris said. Sometimes on the West Coast, all you need is a little uh, little adrenaline, like the Sac State ending last Mm -hmm. night. You make zero threes the whole game, and then one finally goes in with 30 seconds left. Uh, That was just a hell of an ending. And, you know, that's what we get here on the West Coast, keeps us awake and keeps us going. So before we get to Adam, a couple things. If you are listening to this and you want more, please subscribe to our podcast. We are closing in on 200 episodes, so a lot of good backlog content there for you, including a couple previous episodes with Adam. So all those you can check out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at FadeU Sports. If you are watching this on the YouTube, thank you for doing that. Please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll do live streams uh, sometimes. But we're glad you're watching or listening, however you are, and look forward to another great conversation with one of our our oldest and best friends, Adam Trigger. He's on Twitter at (laughs) at TopFlight. Tomorrow is March 1st. That means the madness is nearly upon us. We wanted to have Adam on and talk about just a hell of a college basketball season for him, Uh, both betting and traveling. It's been crazy. wanted to have him on and talk about his travels and look ahead to conference tournaments. So, Adam. Thanks for making time for us. You've been a busy boy these last few months, but we're, we're glad you could make it on and talk some college hoops.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No, I'll be honest. It's starting to catch up with me. You can hear the voice starting to go. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit of a, a cold because I haven't gotten a ton of sleep. I was in Texas, then New Orleans over the weekend. and um, But you know what? We it, We're going to be upset and sad when college hoop is gone. We've only got another month of it. We'll relax over the summer, I guess, a little bit. But right now, college hoops. It's been great. Like I, I I started at the beginning of the season, so just to give a little background, I decided this was the year I was gonna just start going to as many random places as possible. I'd love to hit every division one college venue at some point in time. So I set a goal for myself. I want to hit twenty-five a year. I'm gonna just scatter them scatter them throughout the country, see different conferences see what I can pick up along the way. It's actually been like super helpful. I think I've had a, last year was the worst college basketball season I had ever had. I said, we gotta do something different this year. Um, And I really do think that uh, seeing these teams in person has given me a little bit of an edge. Definitely seeing some of the venues has helped tremendously. So, you know, being able to sort of um, re-rate like what I would give at a certain home court you know, for home court versus another, they're all not, you know, no, no two home courts are, are equal and not every team is a home court advantage. And I think that's like been arguably my biggest takeaway from the whole thing.
1: That's awesome. Um, I mean, you've had so many stops. I don't know if you want to run through them all or if you want to just pick maybe a few that have really stood out. Like what, I mean, you, you're living the dream that a lot of people want to do is they want to travel the country. They want to go to all these gyms in college football, they want to go see all the stadiums. So, I mean, what, what stands out the most, I guess, from this crazy season?
2: Yeah. So first I'll just say I I am engaged and my fiance is extremely supportive (laughs) to let me do this. I I know most probably wouldn't be allowed to do it. So shout out to her, um, for, you know, putting up with this all season. Um, and and yeah, it's, I just kind of started. I was like, oh, well, I'll just hit one a week. And then, like I said, I got 25 in mind. I have the list right here. So, and you, it, this is the first time I've been asked to, like, talk about it. So, I figured I would just rattle down the different places I've been. Real quick, like, one sentence about each. And, and if you guys want to know more, I'll elaborate. Um, first game of the year I went to was Canisius, Buffalo, New York. Uh, the building is still from 1960 or 70. I think That's it was awesome. built in 68. And I don't think it's been touched since basically a high school gym. Um, second game was UNLV. So I did make it out to the West coast briefly. I will have to come and see you guys next year. We'll have to hit some of the California stops.
1: We've got a couple ideas for you for sure. Okay. Chris and I can run through a couple.
2: Yeah. I, Cause I didn't get to California at all this year. Uh, UNLV was cool. Thomas and Mack center. Um, what I started to notice, and I'll just go into the next venue, BYU, which was awesome. This huge—I mean, it's like 19,000 seat arena on campus. The earl, like the—it's tough to find good crowds non-conference. Like BYU had, like the game I went to, they played Missouri State. They had 13,000 people, but like I'd like to get back there at some point to see them play a Gonzaga or a Saint Mary's when the place is packed. Uh, UNLV—I saw them play Dayton. I'm thinking, okay. Top twenty five, like Dayton, believe it or not, you have to go way back, right? But like they were a top twenty-five team coming into the season. Um and the crowd, like it was good, not great. UNLV won that game as an underdog. Um I'll just so those so just to summarize, so I I then started to figure that out. And I was like, all right, let me just hit some of the smaller what maybe like places I've been already, and then I was just doing it for you know the to 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 go in order, um, or just places I didn't think have much of a, uh, of a atmosphere all year. And I I pushed off some of the bigger and better places to like conference season. So I went, you know, all these places like Colgate, Marist, Vermont, Buffalo, all places. I did those early all places I had been before. No, uh, huge take like Colgate's like right around the corner from where I live, probably like 20, 25 minutes away from me. Um, tough place to play because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Another very, very small, very old gym. Uh, but I do think they have, um, I do think they're going to update that at some point. And Vermont is, Vermont badly needs a new venue. And they're they're currently building one. I actually got to, to you, you can see them building it. So that I think is set to be done in a couple of years, but they essentially play into a high school gym as well. My favorite one, from the beginning of the season guys Fairfield University in Connecticut they just built a new arena this year it is it's called Mahoney Arena it opened in December it is absolutely phenomenal like three if if every school in my opinion should go and see what they did for a 3000 seat arena on campus wow it's it's awesome it
0: awesome. you know holds 3k
2: 3,400, they sold it out the first night against St. Peter's. Um, their team is not great this year. I think if they were putting a good product on the floor, they would have probably sold out every game. I saw them play Yale in front of a pretty good crowd. The students were there. And and just, guys, it's just, so they, I mean, granted, they got a big donation to do it. I get it, like every every uh, small school is not gonna have that in their budget, but they, they essentially made a mini arena So it's like, it's two levels. It only holds 3,400. They've got this private club upstairs. I mean, 75 bucks to get into the private club. It includes your ticket. You can watch from upstairs and they've got like, full bar, carving station, all this food. Like, so, you know, you probably got a bunch of alumni up there. Kids sit under the basket and it's built like almost up. So there's not like a, a huge incline. So the the kids in the up the the people in the upstairs, you are like on the court. It's like you're you're on top of the court. Um, and and I mean they when they did sell it out that first game of the year, they blew St. Peter's out. So that's a place very cool. If you're in the Northeast, probably gonna have to be next season at this point. Get out to it's in Fairfield, Connecticut, Mahoney Arena. One of my favorite stops um uh, of the whole year. Um. Buffalo and UMass, like, so UMass, I've noticed this, guys. Like, a lot of these northeastern teams, the teams in the northeast that are in the Hockey East conferences, like, so we'll use UMass, for example. That's one of the ones I went to. Not great venues. They play in essentially hockey rinks, um, and they're just like Quinnipiacs, another one of them. I didn't get there this year, but not, like, the best atmosphere for basketball. UMass was, like, a terrible atmosphere. I don't think they're getting many fans in the seats, even with Frank Martin out there. Um, you know, and, and Buffalo was another pretty dead atmosphere. And someone I was sitting next to said, you know what, there's just a lot to do in the city other than go watch, you know, Buffalo basketball, like sports wise, you have the Sabres, the bills, of course, early in the season that it just gets lost in the shuffle. So, uh, that was kind of the early part of my season. Um, Cornell was another one I hit early on, like before, uh, I think right at the beginning of conference play, 600 people showed up shit like so but wow. that was kind of the fir- so i summarized right there that was like the first 10 um and, and you know if you have any follow-ups for that i can elaborate or we can get into what i considered the more fun part the bigger ones you know the baylors and the, the missouri yeah. and stuff like that
0: no that's amazing yeah because you go to those bigger schools you're obviously going to get more of a, a crowd i was shocked to see like you know my one fun one uh <laughs> was uh, Loyola and Marymount. And I'm, and, and if you come out next year, I've got a guy that used to coach golf at UCI and he can hook us up with great seats. So I, I'll hit him up when you get out here. We'll, we'll do a fun little, cause you, we got like you and I talked about, we got like five schools within an hour of each other. You could just go oh, yeah. them, Tuesday night, Thursday night, night. But um, I wanted to ask you, cause I was shocked. I mean, it's fine. I come from St. John Bosco. They just played in a CIF game in high school. I was like, I went to Loyola Marymount. I'm like, I think my high school gym holds more than this. Um, what was the, what was, I don't, I don't know if you just had, you know, hooked it up with wager talk, but a lot of these, I was shocked when I went to LMU, how reasonable, like there was like 12, $14 tickets. I'm like, this is easy to come watch your team. You know, you're not breaking the bank. Do you remember what one was the the cheapest ticket?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So amazingly enough, the one I went with a buddy of mine, um, this over the weekend at Tulane and we sat right on like 10th row center. And i think those tickets were like 15 bucks a piece that was like the awesome. that was like the one and i'll get to Tulane in a minute um i was gonna say that the but yeah like maris was like a ten dollar ticket a, a lot of them are really not expensive the only time it gets pricey is when you get to some of these bigger schools and you have to start hitting the resale market like if it's like a big big game um which and and, and you only have to do that because the tickets like go so quick so like for example um I'm trying to think of the one that, that was probably the most expensive was, I don't know, like uh, probably UConn at the XL center against Marquette (laughs) only because I kind of decided to go last second. And it was, if you wanted to buy, like it was basically a sellout. And if you wanted to buy a ticket, you were either in the nosebleeds or you had to pony up a little bit to get like a good seat. But Did you
0: go to, did, were you with a KIV in Manhattan? How was huh? So
2: that's a great transition here. I will tell that story. So basically, yeah, that was one of, that was something we had planned. Kelly's like, she knew I was going to do this. She's like, all right, you got We got to go to Kansas state, Kansas, um, Manhattan, Kansas. She's like, you got to see the octagon. It's going to be awesome. I said, yeah, I'm a hundred percent in. We looked at the calendar. Um, we found out Missouri was playing the next night. And uh, so I don't know if you know, Kai McKeon from three man, we've become friends. And I was like, Hey, we're, I Kelly and I want to go to Missouri. He lives up in Chicago. Now he, and I was like, well, we're going to go to Kansas state the night before. And he was like, Oh, like that's going to be a great game. So everyone's there. We got it all figured out. And my flight, we have an ice storm in Syracuse the day before. And my flight Jesus. just doesn't get out of Syracuse. Not until way later in the day. So, just a geography of Kansas, right? Oh, You almost impossible to fly into Manhattan. You pretty much have to fly into Kansas city. Um, and, unless you're coming from like Chicago basically. And it's a two hour drive. And so it, you know, my flight got delayed so much that by the time I got to Kansas city tip off was only about a half hour away. And like, even if I had gotten in a rental, um, and, and, flew down because kelly obviously had the rental she already left i mean they're already there um even if i'd gotten in the rental i would have never made it i said you know what we'll have to we'll have to push that one off till next year so i didn't get to go and, it, and then of course guys it can't just be a blowout right it's got to be like the game of the season or like one of the better get, goes to overtime and um do you think kelly felt bad no she like she trolled me on on social media she's like uh, to This, you know, sucks to suck yeah. Or something. Way to miss your
0: flight like you had control yeah. over it and shit. Right. Yep.
2: Yeah. So did not make it to Kansas State. Hopefully we'll get there next year. But because I was so upset about that, I extended my trip for a day. And I hit – I my flight was going through Detroit. So I, like, I asked them if they, they could reschedule my connector, like the one to go back from Detroit to Syracuse. And I went out to East Lansing. Uh, for Michigan State, Rutgers, that was pretty cool. Sixteenth, Breslin Center is very big too. They always get a good crowd. Um, so that was that was a good one. Missouri guys was awesome. That was like kind of like I wasn't expecting that that to be like totally packed and great crowd was awesome. You want to know who had one of the worst crowds? I have to say this like is is was Michigan. Oh wow, number one. I went to see Michigan play number one Purdue and that yeah. was the softest I mean it's Thursday at nine o'clock at night and I know most put like Thursday 9 pm I mean that you everyone should have been off the wall you got yeah. number one coming into your building and crowd just wasn't wasn't good Was wow. it was just quiet Surprising. And it, it, yeah and and someone told me guys they're like you know what Michigan it's it, they're not a basketball school I was like what do you mean they're not a basketball school like the fab five right so they're like no it's a football school first. It's a hockey school second. It's a basketball school. They
0: yeah. they lost, they were really good what they lost to Louisville and Natty a few years back, right? Fifteen or sixteen or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: it's not that they haven't had good teams. It's just like someone's like, they listen, like the people up here, they care about football and hockey. And basketball's like it's like nice when they're good, but they just they're just not wow. as in the hoop. I, I didn't know that. Like I didn't really, mm-hmm. I guess didn't understand that. So Chrysler Arena, really nice, but dropped it down in my uh i don't i'm not gonna give them the full three points for home court anymore after that
0: how many does missouri were they, were they playing I, I think we were on them that night were they playing am or something or
2: they were playing arkansas the game i went to and they oh, yeah. came uh, back from uh i mean they looked dead to right yeah. arkansas was like had a
0: huge, nice run yeah they
2: missouri closed it out with a big run to beat them but yeah that's um and just to, to you know speed it up so we can get to move on i'll just go like this past weekend I went to Texas State. Baylor, which I had been to before. Waco's awesome. Um, it's really like a, a really fun town. And that Baylor-Texas game was great. Uh, and then Tulane was incredible. They only Do you guys know that Tulane's gym only holds 4,000 people? Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. And that's another one where I'm just like, there was 25, 2,500 at the Wichita State-Tulane game in a season where Tulane is pretty good. And yeah. I'm just like, I asked Mincy, so he was going to meet me at the, so Ben Mintz from Kelly's friend from Barstow was going to meet me at the game. He ended up not being able to make it. And I was like, dude, how is this place not sold out every game? It's only 4,000 seats. And he was, he said the same thing. He's like football and baseball down here Tulane, they, the big, big baseball program. Yeah. Basketball is kind of like third, you know, third fiddle. So it's, it's been interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll close it up with this so we can move on the worst place Without question, to watch a basketball game is is the dome in Syracuse, and I have no problem saying that. Oh no, they're gonna oh, come after I'm gonna us! To, I'm gonna have to
0: add come after
2: on that one. <laughs> come after me, all. Listen, guys, there is no Syrac- I don't know why they can't like they. It, it, it just doesn't make sense to play basketball in the end zone of a football stadium. Okay, the sight lines suck. The it's, it's, people are like, okay, so for football, awesome. Great, great vent. Like I was at Syracuse NC State football earlier this year, sold out. They just put a new roof on the, on the dome for the first time since it was built back in 1983. Um, tremendous atmosphere for football. Very loud because, because it's a 50th it's only 50,000, uh, for football and it's got a roof on it. So it, it's loud as hell. It's, it's awesome. Basketball, the court set up in the end zone. They roll in bleachers, so you you basically have the field is just chilling. The, like like you know what I mean? Like the rest of the football field is just there. Um, and there's thirty like like the so I went to the Duke Syracuse game, thirty one thousand people. I mean yes, it gets loud, but it's it's a very hollow loud because you're in this big dome, and most people can't see anything, like, or like and or certainly can't see well. So it's just it, it doesn't do it for me. I would rank that of the 23 places I've been, I would say that's the worst venue to watch college basketball. Wow, I really like worst notable venue. And, and what was probably the biggest sleeper was Akron. I loved Akron. I went to Akron, Kent State. There was It holds 5,500 people. They oversold it by 300, uh, 300 tickets. It was a Friday night game and they were at a an 11 out of 10 the whole game. So that was that was probably the best crowd. Akron Zips. No wonder they never lose at home. Seriously. Yeah. They-
1: Jay Buff is going to he's going to block us and he's never going to talk to you again. Uh, <laughs> and the Syracuse fans are going to come after us. That's that's surprising to hear because you hear so much about the dome uh, and they have such a reputation. So, I'm surprised to hear that. Uh places you haven't been that are definitely on the list going forward, would you say? Anything come to mind?
2: Oh, I mean, like I said, I'm I want to get to them all. I don't care if it takes me 2 decades, I'll do it. Try to hit 25 a year. Um, so uh, obviously, Manhattan, Kansas, I told Kelly we have to reschedule for next year since I didn't get to go. Um, but places I I definitely want to get out and see some of the West Coast venues um i'd love to get up to oregon next year if i if i can check out just this, and i'm you know just hit obviously eugene but like a couple of, in portland you know what? i got a random one that i uh, that i want to see um and, and i want to see if it's as bad as the carrier dome i want to go to northern arizona and see because i think they play in a dome as well and i just want to see if it's as as horrific as the carrier dome so
0: Nau, yeah i don't and uh you want to go see that uh Blue corn and Bakersfield, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And and the other thing, guys, I'm trying to do. What I decided is I'm just I'm just going to try to dictate. Like I'm trying to go places where the teams are good because then I feel like I'm going to get the you know like that's why like uh, CT was like, dude, you didn't come. We didn't go to a single game this year. Well, we went to Baylor, but he's like, you didn't come out to Boston once. I was like, all these Boston-based teams are awful this year. Like they're all bad. Couldn't even find one good one. BC's down. Northeastern's down. And there's a lot of schools out there just not, even New York City. I didn't make it down to New York City at all. All the city-based teams, not very good this year. So, you know, that's just kind of how I'm going about it. And, you know, if you want me to come to your town, hit me up with, I've I've met so many people on this, just like, I post something, tell them about the game. Did it, uh, I went to Youngstown State the other day. That was pretty cool. Youngstown, Ohio, not the, don't know if I need to go back there sorry youngstown ohio um but uh the the school like the arena they they were it was 2 dollar beer night and that line was 45 minutes long the entire night so beautiful uh, yeah and that's a that could be our segue here too because um i'm very very high on that youngstown state team like ct and i just hit them pretty hard to win the horizon league tournament nice. earlier uh today so
0: nice i yeah. followed you guys on that Vegas said it was plus 150. Mine was 160. You guys got a good line, 190. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, he was over at Winbet um, uh, as, as of a couple months, well, about a month ago, uh, sports betting legal in Massachusetts where CT is. Uh, between the two of us, we got it pretty well covered. I'm in New York, so we can pretty much hit all the books. You know, we got all of the big ones now. Um, and he, he saw a minus 190. I, I'll be honest, guy. like sometimes – like the value, like the favor is the value occasionally. Right. Yeah. Like we're, and, and I think, you know, especially in, in scenarios, some of these conference tournaments, like you can look for prices all day long, but the only, like the only one that's going to pay is the ticket that wins. So like, yeah. I hear a lot of like, yo, Oh, I'll, t- I'll take a shot. Like I got this team at 30 to one and I'm in my head. I'm like that, that team has zero chance. Right. Like, so your 30 to one ticket in that scenario. It doesn't matter. I mean, cause it just like, that's, that's what I hear a lot of. In this case, Horizon League, uh, they're reseeding the tournament. And so it's a kind of a quirky setup. The, set, the quarterfinal games are home venues still. So Youngstown State's going to get a home game tomorrow uh, against whoever ends up being the worst seed from the games that are being played tonight. And I don't know if that's... It's either tomorrow or Thursday. I actually think it's tomorrow. At the, the semifinal round, they all go... To the Farmers Insurance Arena in Indianapolis, where they'll hold the semis and the finals, and Youngstown will always play the lowest seat because they reseed. You're looking at the two, three, and four in that conference Milwaukee, Cleveland State. It, 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 they're just Northern Kentucky. I mean, like, yeah, like some of them have, have beaten Youngstown on the road, but the, the, the only time Youngstown struggled this year is either on the road or when they didn't have, like, they weren't, like, fully focused. I can't see that happening in a a conference tournament. So one plus plus one ninety, I actually think is great value. I think it should be even money. So big bet on the penguins in the horizon league tourney for me.
1: Nice. No, you make a couple good points. Like you're, that's a great point that sometimes the value is on the favorite people see, Oh, I want to do, I want to do more of a long shot. I want to take a 12 to one. I want to take an eight to one. Well, that's nice. But if the favorite is the best team and there's, that's where the value is like, Those are going to win sometimes. And the other good point you made too is people hear conference tournaments and they might automatically assume neutral court. And that's not the case across the entire landscape of college football or college basketball. Some of them it is, but some you are going to have the higher seed play a home game. And then some are a hybrid, like you said, where after the quarters for the semis or for the final round, they'll play on a neutral site too. So people, before you just assume it's a neutral court, you should do your research and really just make sure that is the case. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's they're they're dwindling, right? Like there used to be more. Now it's like it, it's kind of a dying breed. I love, and, and, you know, most of those tournaments are still up in the Northeast here that do the uh, that campus sites. I wish more did it. I, I I actually really enjoy that. Like so the, but to your point, like the Patriot League going to be really hard to beat Colgate on their home floor, and they've got home court throughout. Same thing in the America East. Like you know, Vermont. I actually. The, I went to see Vermont earlier this year. They played Toledo at home, non-conference, and that's their only home loss. They didn't lose a home game uh, in the America East um, regular season. And actually, interestingly enough, I found I brought this stat for this show I, when I was looking earlier. Um, so the America East is all entirely on campus sites, and – for whatever reason, there's nine teams in the America East and only eight go to the tournament. They just say whoever finishes last place, get the hell out. We're you're the only one that's not coming to this tournament. Um, But of all the teams that could potentially host the game. So either New Jersey Institute of technology or Albany will finish last. They're obviously not able to host the game being the last place team. The top seven teams in that conference all have winning home records. So, Take that into consideration. Like look at America East Tournament. Every single one of those teams has been very good at home. Um UMass Lowell did not lose a home game all season. Vermont did not lose a home game in comp um in in conference play. Um, you know, so you know, Binghamton, which is down, which isn't very far from me, has put, played really well at home of late. If Maine somehow gets a chance, if Maine somehow ends up the sixth seed and host a game at some point. Um, that's a really, that's far, that's up in Bangor. So that's not even Southern Maine. Like that's up there. That's a tough trip. And they play at two different venues. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they could choose which one they want. They, they play half their games where the hockey team plays and half their games in a, in a small gym on campus. So I, I doubt we're going to see them host a game, but I mean, they, they might, if, if they're the six and they end up playing the seven or the eight down the road, they could put them in the small Like, so there's, it, it's, it's interesting. I think it's the Patriot League, the um, America East, and then the Northeast Conference. I think those are the three that are entirely on campus uh, sites. And then I, I think the, the Atlantic Sun, which is going on right now, and maybe the Horizon have like a hybrid, like you guys were saying. Other than that, I think we're all on neutral at, at, at this point. Every place is done away with the uh, the campus sites aside from those guys.
1: It makes me miss the big West tournament used to be out here in Anaheim. They used to play at the Honda center where the ducks play. And that's, I mean, less than five minutes from where I live, Chris, and I could easily go to that. But a few years ago before COVID, uh, or I think it was as a result of COVID, they moved it. I think Chris, are they in Henderson, Nevada now?
0: I think that's where they moved it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Six, seven years ago used to be fun to go watch uci play hawaii long beach state used to actually have a a decent squad they used to show up at that tournament and play well so those were the days It's, it's it's a lot of fun to go to those uh any what other any conferences you want to highlight adam where you feel like there might be an undervalued team or somebody who's had a good season that that may blow it here late
2: yeah so i went down so texas state was one of my stops this this weekend so i got to see uh, Texas State plays Southern Miss uh, in their Sun Belt regular season finale. Uh, Southern Miss won the game and also won the Sun Belt with that win. Um, so if you want to talk, if you were going to take a shot, if there was one conference where you were just going to take a, a flyer, and, and now, mind you, this is probably, you're, you may see this after, like, this tournament's going on right now. It, like, just started. But I think you can still bet the, um, like, round by round, you should be able to bet the winner. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone came out of nowhere and and won the uh, won the Sun Belt tournament. I'll give you a couple options. Like first of all, Texas State. So, you know that is my my big play tonight. Texas State. I laid the four and a half against um uh Jesus Christ. Why can't I think of who are? I laid the four and a half with Texas State tonight. They are playing. Why am I drawing a blank here? Oh, Georgia State, the worst team in the league. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're the 11 seed. They want now they won that conference back to back years. The the last two years this year, you got to remember, you bring in the conference USA teams and James Madison. So, and, and, and surprisingly those teams like dominated this league. So Southern Miss won it. Marshall's up there. Old Dominion had a good finish. James Madison comes in and they were like, you know, that's like four of your top, like five teams in the conference. Um, but it's interesting, like, they're all going to be in their first go-around of this conference tournament. And you've got teams like South Alabama, Texas State, who are expected to be, like, contenders in this league and just kind of, like, no-showed on the season. But they have upperclassmen, and you almost have to wonder, like, you know, and, and it's part of the reason I like Texas State tonight. Are they Can they, like, rally and just be like, okay, now it's like there's still an NCAA tournament bid on the line, right? Like, Texas State won this league the last two years, didn't win their conference tournament. Never got to the tournament, so like I really think like Texas State is a team that you could take a shot with. If they win this game, they play Old Dominion, who's been banged up. They've had multiple guys miss you know miss games lately. Um, and then South Alabama, I believe, would be playing into Southern Miss, who won the league, who will not win. The, I they're not going to win the conference tournament, in my opinion. Like I, I don't know how that team managed to win that league they were projected to be one of the worst teams in that league prior to the season, but I just watched them play. I would, I'd be willing to fade them basically the whole way. Um, The team that probably looks the most likely to win it, like Marshall looks really good. Um, But in my opinion, I'd rather have, I I would rather have like a South Alabama or a Texas state than like a Marshall or a Louisiana or someone that's like, because I I really don't think there's like a huge gap in like a, a neutral court tournament type style setting between the top and the bottom in that league so you could basically take your pick of those lower seeds in the Sun Belt and just ride one of them I think any of them would be it's it's going to be a that that's kind of the conference I see some random team just like coming out on
1: top a little more wide open than maybe some of the other ones
2: yeah for sure in my opinion I see you know we had that one year guys remember it was um I think it was coming out of the COVID year. It was it was 2021 where like teams like Oregon State, Georgetown, and all these huge prices were cashing. And then like last year, all the you know it was like a lot of chalk. Chalk. I think. Yeah. I think it might be. I think it might be more like a combination of both. But I, I don't think we're just gonna see like Oregon State. You know, with, that was just a weird year, and I don't don't right. think like I think it's gonna come back more to normal. Like that was just like a one off year half full gotta, stadiums it was just a weird year you gotta like
0: pay attention to yeah i think you said like to your point the south southern mess i think they're like the fourth fourth shot so it's like you've won your you've won the league but they're, they're, the books are saying like we still don't think you're gonna win the the tourney and uh but yeah when you're talking these bigger conferences like they're gonna tend to have and that's where you should probably look for a long shot like definitely the Big Ten is wide open. Like, are we going to be shocked if if like Iowa like pulls it out, even though they're not like the top? Are we going to be shocked if like a a Okie State or Texas Tech makes a little bit of a run in the Big Twelve? Like, no, even though they're not, their record's not there. Like, they're they're competitive. They almost beat K-State. They should have beat k State the other day. So it's like, you know, where or was it TCU? So I mean, those conferences you're going to have a little bit more. Even like even the Pac-12. Yeah, where if we see someone like. You know, like a Stanford. We know these guys are – ASU might knock off, you know, Arizona or UCLA. So, But, uh, yeah, those smaller conferences you're talking about, like, uh, can be a lot. I mean, I know – didn't CT make a a bet, even though it's chalk on Zags. I mean, I could see Zags just running through. Well,
2: yeah, absolutely. Like, those are not necessarily bad bets. You go to, like, the Colgates and the Vermonts that we talked about a second ago. Those are teams that are be playing home games that have to win to go to the NCAA tournament you to your point you get into some of these bigger conferences and it's like that's right that's where you take your chances because you have teams that they show so the better teams the ones that already know they're in in my opinion they show up and it's like once they're if they're still there come the weekend then they care right and it's like so it's really difficult to hand you almost have to play like locker room psychologist a little bit and that's really difficult that those the, the bigger tournaments are, are extremely difficult because you have teams that have, you know, they could come and you see it every year, like one of these one seeds in like the Big 12 or something. Just yeah, I remember last year was uh, Virginia
0: Tech. Last year yeah. was off of a seat. Virginia, huge dog against like North Carolina or Duke. They pulled the upset. Those teams that know, like you said, they're hungry. They know that they, they're not getting in unless they win. Where Duke's sitting back like, I'm, we know we're in. Right.
2: You know? they, I mean, I, I, you almost have to wonder, too. Like, sometimes it's more beneficial for a Duke to lose early and just get the hell out of there and go home and chill till the NCAA tournament. Like, we've seen this in years past. I think Seton Hall might have been one of them a few years ago where they, like, just run the gauntlet, win the Big East tournament, and then just get blasted in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then you have, but you know, the other side of it, you know, you have the, the memorable teams like the Yukons, right. That like Kemba Walker just decides he's not going to lose a game ever again, wins the conference tournament, wins the NCAA tournament. So I don't like to really bet futures. I really am not like a, I don't bet many conference tournament futures. I'll literally end up with like one or two. That's why like the young, you know, for the Youngstown state thing is I just, I think they're so much better than that. The rest of the teams in that conference that I feel like getting them at Plus 190 is a good bet. And then, of course, you have what Kel- I can hear Kelly's voice in my head right now saying you might get a better number if you you, if you just parlay it round by round. And that might be true. But in this case, I, I actually think plus 190 is good because they're going to get a home game where they're going to be a huge favorite. And they'll probably be a pretty be- decent favorite in both neutral court games. But, that, but it's yeah. worth pointing that out, that that's another option you just would have to kind of commit to it. Right. Yeah. You can just keep rolling it over on a team and then you've got a, a more of an out, right. You can be like, all right, I'm good. I'm just going to take this and go. You don't have to necessarily hedge.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that leads us to another good point to bring all the, you know, the listeners and the folks out there. Like, you know, we see it all the time where, yeah, if you, you know, you want to bet this, this fairy tale team, I'm going to take it because the 20 to one looks so good. Why Instead of, you know, to Kelly's point, you're saying roll it over. Why not just keep betting? Take, if these guys are going to be catching double digits, just take the oh, point. Yeah. And if they lose by seven, now your future's not dead, but you just cashed a yep. ticket on the points, you know?
2: You so. absolutely nailed it. That's exactly like every, any, that's usually my answer. Um, you know, I, I typically won't take like the, like, like, right. Like you're saying, just if you think that there's decent value, On a team, especially like it's like for Texas State, for example. Now, the only reason they're favored tonight is they're in this first round game against the the bottom team in that conference. They will likely be a dog the rest of the way. You know, if they get by Georgia State tonight, which I think they will, they'll be a dog. I I probably won't bet them to win that tournament. But I may target them catching five, catching six on a neutral floor if, if I think they have a chance, which I do. I couldn't agree more. That's that's definitely a better way. If you feel like you've got a team that that can make a run, just keep riding them against against the number because you know you might go out um, like Rutgers a few years. Remember Rutgers a few years ago in the in the Big Ten tournament. I think it was in the Garden, and they like right like they if you bet Rutgers to win that whole thing, you went home with nothing. But they covered the number in that game against Purdue, and you you could have like made like a good amount of money. There's just like ones that pop into my head, but you're totally right, Chris. That's, that's how I would look at it as well.
1: Something else. Chris mentioned that I wanted to circle back to talking about the bigger conferences. One of the really popular things you'll hear is uh, bubble teams have to show well to get in. Right. So I'm curious. You can, whether it's ESPN, CBS, bleacher report, whatever, anybody can find the teams that are quote unquote on the bubble. Right. So people who are going to do that and research those teams and find out, okay, I know this team's on the bubble, so I'm going to bet them in some of their conference tournament games to do well. Do you think that's kind of priced in already? Like the, if they have to win in order to make it, how good are they really? So how should people approach betting bubble teams, not to win conference tournaments, but maybe to win a couple rounds and, and play their way into the the big dance. So
2: once you get into bubble teams, you're getting in the bigger tournaments, and uh man, I my biggest best advice with those bigger conference tournaments is just like tread as lightly as possible. Like the the good news is, so the bad news is, they're they're a minefield, right? Like it's like a total crapshoot in a lot of cases, especially when you get to your point where it's like, okay, this team needs to win, and they're playing. So here's like the what I noticed that this is basically the setup by like Friday of. Thursday or Friday of that next weekend, right? We're talking not the, the, it's going to be the, the, the conference tournament weekend leading into selection Sunday. Most matchups are start to get to be a team that needs to win against a team that is clearly better than them, but that clean team that's clearly better than them, we have to now guess if they give a shit or not, right? Like that's kind of what every, like every one of those games is. It's like superior team against clearly inferior team. But inferior team, really, like, this is win or go home. Superior team could lose by 20. They're still in the dance. So you're going to see a lot of that. And I would just say, like, make sure there's more to your handicap than just this team needs to to win this game. So they're just going to, like, try their hardest because that may work. But if they run into one of these, you know, good teams that cares, like, they're probably going to lose and they're probably not going to cover So the good news is you don't have to bet every game and there's a million tournaments going on. So stay selective and you'll find a couple that are, that are good spots and check all the boxes.
1: The extra wrinkle in that too, is when you're talking about does team that's good and in the tournament, give a shit. Well, what if they're playing their hated rival, right? Like these are conference rivals. So that's another layer where you have to now guess like, okay, do they care enough to try to keep UNC out or something like that? If, I mean, is UNC a good example of like a team, that was what preseason number one has underachieved all season. And now like, w- like what the fucker is going to happen with <laughs> them in the next two weeks?
2: Yeah. I, that's yeah. I mean, I, right. Like, so they could be a candidate for man. Like they, you know, this is their time, right? Like they need to, and, and there's precedence for that happening. Like I, you know, all those Their Syracuse did it a couple years where they needed oh, yeah. to rally off. You go way back. I'll be at the dome on Saturday. They're retiring Jerry McNamara's Jersey. He's like the the one that always comes to mind with that, right? Like the like taking them from like a nine seed and rattling off like four games in four days, winning the Big East tournament. Kemba, like, there's great examples of it, but right, like we're also we we, we just forget the ones where it's like team needed to win and got run out by thirty against better team, and so it, it is something to like you know just like and the other thing you got to pump the brakes on is it being is it being too difficult to beat a team three times? It happens. Sometimes there's just a bad matchup and I hear a lot of like, well, like really, really tough to beat a team three times. And so you know, I, I bet like that probably comes out to be like close to 50, 50. I don't know that that's like a huge, again, have that, that there needs to be more to your handicap than, well, man, tough to beat a team three times. This is probably going to be close so to
1: a flip. Gambler's fallacy, right? Like, Oh, they're right. due. They're really due to win once to get. Well, I don't know. Are they, it's just, mm-hmm. you got to treat it as one game. So
0: it's a yeah. good yeah. point. So you mean we shouldn't just like take a team every time because it's a big game? Like you know, like uh, maybe a team that plays in the dome the last four games. I'll
2: tell you, I'm great glad spot. I,
0: I, have to win.
2: Yeah, no, I'll Dude, tell you. you really I, um,
0: against shitty competition, I'm down by thirty. I, right
2: yeah, I know. It, it's it, it just go. We could do another hour, guys, on why like why Jim Beheim should have been like somehow dragged out like five years ago. <laughs> I, I oh don't think you I don't think you'll find a, a bigger example of overstaying your welcome in, in all of in all of sports. It's so bad. And everyone here, local locally, like no one has his back. Like every it's just like every Syracuse fan in Syracuse, you would think that it's like dilute well that's our guy. No, everyone wants him out. Everyone thinks he should have like that's he's crazy. he literally is he's tarnishing his like a really good legacy. Right. Like I I, I was I, gonna say, I'm when really did that
0: happen? Good. Like obviously obviously they had that that run, you know about 8 10 years ago but yeah when did that obviously he has carmelo year everyone's loves a national champion was it like 5 6 years ago is that when it dropped off
2: yeah i would i would say the last decade has just been so the carmelo year was 2003 um that was it was that long ago right yeah so 20 years you know, now wow yeah i mean some of these other programs You win and and five years later, if you're losing, like they're like, you gotta go. We gotta go somewhere else. And this that's two thousand three. We're still living off that up here um in, in central New York. Uh with that being said, I would say that it's just like the general decline from like being perennial national power to being like average, like potential contender in the ACC. And the thing is, there is like a huge fan base here, and I'm I'm just like they expect Syracuse to contend every single year, right? Like, that's the expectation. Syracuse is a basketball school. Football, like, we'll, you know, they'll be happy if we get a season like this past year where randomly they're 6-0 and and they have, like, a, a big, meaningful game. But basketball, they expect to be good every year. And you can tell in the with the fan support, they, like, you know, uh, the, the Duke game had 30,000, but a lot of other games that usually start to get, you know, toward that number – nineteen eighteen thousand the the dome being like half full because the fans are pissed. They want a better product on the court and they Beheim just hasn't delivered it. And, and, and it, he saved himself with a couple like random like crazy barely runs. got in the tournament and then won a couple games.
1: Yeah. Or else like, shoot the lights yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow squeak through a couple rounds. Chris hey guys, you the telling last me... thing yeah. the
2: last thing there, he just refuses to do anything other than play this zone. And as you can see like <laughs> These, like all these these kids, I mean, they roll out of bed hitting half-court shots these days. All yep. these kids can shoot, and he can't get a quality big to come because the NBA doesn't play zone. So they are telling these kids, don't go to Syracuse because you need to learn how to play man if you want to play at the next level. So they're never going to get a, a dominant big in the back of that zone because anyone that's good enough, someone told them, don't go to Syracuse. Because you're going to get stuck in a zone, you're not going to know how to play man to man when it comes time to go pro. Yeah.
1: Well, there it is. Chris is uh, is allowing a hundred to Georgia Tech at home. Is that bad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're when you're laying eight, yeah. Wait, let's lay eight with that blues team.
1: <clears throat> I mean, they, they might hold them under hundred, so they got a minute left in that game to see what happens. And that's there. a All bad Georgia
2: right. jo- and, and that's a bad <sighs> Georgia Tech team. That is a bad team. They're getting run out by. I didn't real. Wow. I didn't even realize it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't either
1: and when Chris said, said it I looked at the score
0: said,
2: only shit Oh my god it's 96 to 72 right now come on now
0: There's, <laughs> I, think, I, there's thought probably... a good, I thought it was a good spot for them today but whatever
2: <laughs> There's probably 10,000 people at the not there's probably like <laughs> barely anyone there
0: cuz 31,000 oh, people
2: 31,000 people including your boy showed up to that Duke game and they got just pasted yeah. and everyone after that was like I- i'm interested to see i'm going to the wake forest game on saturday because i got really good a, tickets
0: did you have a beer with buff at that game
2: dude uh, let me tell you something the syracuse dude. there was so many people at that game like uh, it just the thought of like trying to like get out of my section to like <laughs> and like, his nah. season ticket his season tickets i think are across the way from where i was no way. Dude, like I had someone be like, Hey, come meet me like behind the bleach," because the whole thing is like set up behind the bleachers. Um, there's like this, this whole fan area and like beer tents and stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm not even leaving my seat. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. never get back here. Cause that there was 31,000 people at that game. Wow. I bet you, I bet you people are moving freely throughout the dome right now though. I can't, can't imagine <laughs> wow. no problem
1: showing up for that one. And if they did, they probably left early. Cause they that probably already an left. An ass beating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is this has been awesome with Adam to pick his brain about conference tournaments, hear about some of the the travels. Chris, can you think of anywhere here on the West Coast somewhere that that he should definitely go? I cause I got one. I want to hear if if Chris, you have a, a recommendation for next year's road trip.
0: Next year's road trip, uh, I mean, I, I when I was talking to him, I said for sure we gotta hit up uh um, I mean, if LMU is decent again and they're hosting oh, yeah. someone like they were, that was one of the best events. I did not think it was going to be that cool, but obviously an overtime thriller against uh, St. Mary's when you're a, a big home dog is great. Um, the Aztecs, I, I went to school down in San Diego. That would be a great one if they were hosting, you know, another, um, you know, mountain west foe. That's really good. Like a Boise here in Nevada or something like that. Um, and then, like I said, I got hooked. the Bren Center at UCI is great if they're playing well, too, and they host, like, a, a Long Beach. Um, I'm going to go – I might go to a game here in the next week at UCI. I'll let you guys know how that one is. I think they have one more home game before their, their conference tourney starts. But uh, other than that, Matt, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Galen Center, I mean, you know, we talked about USC and UCLA are close to each other. What do you think?
1: How about the Save Mart Center, Chris?
0: Yeah, Fresno, Yeah. <laughs> They're feisty. They're fighting. Fe- you love to see. They're feisty at, at home, kind of like Wyoming. They're they're always catching four or five, and they'll give you a run for your money.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I'd love i love to come out Fres- Fresno State once it gets in a conference play. Like, and that's the other thing too. I'm starting to get a little strategic about like you know I'm I'm saving some like I'm saving ones that I like. If if it's not if I don't think it's gonna be a great crowd at any point in the season, I'll go early. You know that, that's what I started to do this last year. And then I'll save the ones I think are going to be like so much better during conference play. For conference play, that Loyola yeah. Marymount game you were at looked awesome. I was, I yeah. was actually, I'm like, man, I wish I like knew this was yeah. going to be this cool. I probably would have came out
0: for it. Yeah, but- it was awesome. Yeah, they were crazy. They showed up like five minutes late, and then and the game started really bad. But my cousin works at St. Mary's. He's been going there with that program for 15 years. He said, "I've never seen this." I'm like, "Well, it makes sense. They're usually they're not a you know a good basketball team, but this year." You know, sixteen and seven—that's another one. They could, they'll probably, they could probably get to the quarters or the semis in the, but they're not going to last past you know St. Mary's and Gonzaga.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be like, you know, I I said coming into the season, West Coast Conference was super deep. There was a bunch of good teams, even teams that didn't pan out that I thought were going to be good, like Pepperdine, just didn't pan out. But like, you know. You're right. Like it's probably gonna be like some the dust is gonna settle and we're just gonna see Gonzaga like probably cutting the nets down. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be that surprised if some if 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 a someone else, maybe a loyal of Marymount, maybe like so someone could get to the final like in that one. There's yeah. the way that tournament's set up. That tournament's set up for someone to get hot and beat someone that's been sitting around, not really yeah. in the mood, if you will. So yeah. That's like
0: we just saw Pepperdine. I mean, I was on Pepperdine. The day, the game after uh, Gonzaga beat LMU by 50, I was on Pepperdine. I said, and they're really bad, and they're catching 16 and a half. They only lost by seven or eight. I mean, they gave the Zags a pretty good run
1: for their money. But Adam, St. Mary's would be a cool gym to go to. Uh, uh, yeah, we got yeah. in there. It's we only that.
0: I, I was shocked when my cousin said St. Mary's, and he said Gonzaga is really small, too.
2: Oh, Gonzaga is really small. Yeah,
0: and he That's said so – then when he told me the BYU, would, like you said, was huge. I'm like, how does BYU have the state of – the Zags haven't made one for yep. like that.
1: Yeah. St. I mean- Mary's, it, it's, it's 3,500 – it seats 3,500. So you talk yep. about like high school gyms like on the Northeast. I didn't – I haven't been to a game. I toured the school there when I was looking at grad schools, and it, it's so small, and it's really cool in there. And every time you watch them on TV, the crowd's going nuts – I mean they've been good for a long time. Um so that would be a cool one to get up to the Northern California oh, yeah. the Bay Area. Moraga is beautiful. You drive to the school and it's like you're driving through the Shire in the Lord of the Rings. The hills yeah. are all green. <laughs> it's really really cool. Yeah. I
2: will literally I have no li- if we can get if we can get St. Mary's Gonzaga tickets next year, I don't care how much they cost. That would be sick. We'll, we'll do it and uh we'll get it done. That I feel yeah. like that's why I feel like that's like got to be like one that we just schedule way early. Figure yeah, out yeah, you know, for sure, get
0: there. for sure. Yeah. Text my cousin. Hey, I need four. I need four,
2: brother. <laughs> BYU, BYU is about to be in the Big Twelve, right? Like there, so there's. Oh, gonna that's the right. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. So there. I mean, that place. So I was there early in the year, and like they still had a great crowd. Like there was still thirteen thousand. Man, they get net, but like big game, they're gonna get nineteen. How about them in the Big Twelve? They're gonna get probably get nineteen thousand for every every like almost every conference game because those yes. that that fan base goes to every game they'll go to every game like yeah. if if thirteen thousand are going to show up to see missouri state in november every one of those big 12 games is going to be a probably a sellout or close to it that'll be a that'll be an interesting wrinkle you know in that conference going forward
1: absolutely yeah all right adam that was great um how many more how many more places are you hitting I know you said you'll be... <laughs> All of a sudden coughing and, here. Yeah. So, I kind of ended up... So,
2: I actually was going to go somewhere this weekend. And Mallory and I ended up getting, like, awesome... Like, like third row at the Dome for um for Syracuse Wake Forest. Which they're probably just giving away for free after tonight's
1: performance. At, th- but, at this point,
2: yeah. But... um, So, I'm going to go to that game. Can't count that, right? So, I'm only counting unique venues. So... My plan, I'm at 23. I'd like to get to 25 each season. I will probably target the America East Tournament, Patriot League tournament, or Northeast Conference Tournament, and just hit maybe like a conference championship game or two, like depending on where it is. Um, I'd like I'd like to get to at least one home um campus site conference championship game. So that that's my goal for the next couple of weeks. Nice.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Well, it's been a a fun season for you. Still so much to look forward to with conference tournaments, with March Madness. (laughs) Here on the Fade You podcast, college basketball content just starting. Uh, We got a couple more weeks to selection Sunday. So look for our next episode probably early next week. But we can't thank Adam enough for joining us. Adam, you're the best. Um, Let's have another, you know, You've been, I think you're, I don't want to jinx you, but I think, have you won five out of six or, and some pushed on the one over the weekend? Um, It's been a good run here lately. Yeah.
2: So, so actually the, the, the push was Dartmouth. Ridiculous. Right. Watching that.
0: We're starting to tell you we got a better line. So we won.
2: You got, okay. Good. That's good. I was hoping, I know, listen, I, I know some people out there got 10.5. Thrilled for that. Unfortunately, I actually, that was one scenario where I did not get 10.5. I got 10. So, I truly did get a push and, and we'll count it as a push, but I'm glad some people hit that. But yeah. So since then I've actually got five in a row and yeah. the five percenter tonight for me is Texas state, which already started uh, up 12 to 10, 11 minutes to go in the first half. So maybe we'll make it six in a row and hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, I thought last March. night
0: was six in a row. was your sixth.
2: Chris, I haven't slept in a while. So it's uh, <laughs> let's see. We had, we had Baylor Gonzaga on Saturday. Um, Tulane, Manhattan on Sunday, and then last night would have been Sacramento State. Sac State. So that's f- five in a row. Okay. If you got a good number on Dartmouth, you have six in a
1: row. There you go. Oh, there that's okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to call it a pod right there to go get on my ESPN Plus and check out Texas State and hopefully not sweat <laughs> that no, one as no, much wait. as Sac State last I am night. right.
0: Wait, you forgot the Jaspers covered Manhattan. No, that's what I said oh You said, yeah, yeah,
2: oh. Manhattan, I, Manhattan, Wichita State was uh, was Sunday, uh-huh. so okay. either way, we go. yeah, it's been
1: a Beautiful. good run. Great, like said, work. Hopefully,
2: hopefully we can keep
1: let's it ride that fire, ride that fire 100%. Make sure you're giving Adam a follow at Top Flight SI. Check out his work on Wager Talk, one of our best friends. And uh, Adam, we'll do it again, uh, in a little while, maybe once baseball gets started, we'll have you back and we'll. We'll talk about all these wacky new rules and pitch clocks and yeah. all this crazy shit that's happening in Major League Baseball. So in the meantime, make sure you're following us at Fade You Sports. Thank you for listening. Chris, just remind everybody what happens sometimes if you bet on poop.
0: Sometimes you get an Okie State performance like last night and they shit the bed. But then today you might get a Georgia Tech performance in the Dome. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Fade You. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah This is Fade.